something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast. What podcast is this? And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, that was beautiful, Jenna. <laughs> You're proud of yourself, aren't you? <laughs> Sitting on that the, one. No, off the cuff. That's why. Wow. <laughs> she still got it. She still got it, kids. Um, <sighs> hello and welcome to the show. Today we are doing Journey to Regionals. We did it, kids. Yay, we made it. We the season it. one finale of Glee. Who would have thought? We sure didn't. When we got cast on the show, you've heard from Ryan three times now and from Ian and a bunch of cast members that none of us really knew if we were going to make it this far. And most of us didn't think we would. And but here we are. 22 episodes. <laughs> and a buttload more to go. <laughs> and a lot of songs and a tour. And this originally aired on June 8th, 2010. Wow. How crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. that was late. Normally, seasons end the beginning of May sort of thing. Right. But I think because we did 13 at a weird time, then all mm-hmm. that press stuff happened. We had we had a big break in between. It was the, the break. first 13. Yeah, we had to catch up. But here we are. Um, on this week in Glee Herstory, um, we were in... Um, emmy magazine do you remember doing this photo shoot briefly i remember it very well Be- do and then you? A month- yeah i don't know why i remember it was downtown and this like studio loft thing yeah yeah i all of us i kept the vans from this photo shoot for years that i wore now did we shoot because i don't remember this sheet that well i remember it being chaos because there were so many of us and they stacked us yeah did we actually take those photos together or did they superimpose us in Um, there's a group photo of girls and a group photo of the guys i don't remember i sort of think it was all individual that's to be what honest. I thought. Yeah, they were just trying to make it work because, you know, a month later we were nominated for 19 Emmys. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember that when we got to the stages, um, there was a huge banner on our main yes. stage that yes, said congratulations right. on 19 nominees. It felt very obnoxious. Like I felt embarrassed. But it was also very cool. But they did that every time. Every yeah, time we got nominated for, everyone. For, for big awards, we got a banner. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, also on this day, Glee, the music journey to regionals was the album was released and it featured six tracks from episode 22, the one we're going to recap, including Don't Stop Believing, um, the regionals version with all of us. And the EP 
debuted at number one on both the U.S. Billboard 200 and Soundtracks chart, selling 154,000 copies there. What? I just got goosebumps. I did not know that. The That's album crazy. became the cast's third number one album on the Billboard. What? <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember that. I that's crazy that that an EP just from one episode was number one and sold one hundred fifty four thousand copies. That's diabolical, you guys. I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, how did we get to number one so quickly all the time? Like it was, we really were huge. It was a really huge show. Yes. <laughs> and so, sometimes people say it and like it hits like a brick, Jenna's brick wall. But like this, mm-hmm. like I'm like, oh, it was really big. Yeah. <laughs> really and popular. We were bamboozled by it. We still are. <laughs> um, and are. this was the most viewed episode of any new seasons of all the season finales of any new shows, the season finales. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. That's um, right. And it had almost 11 million viewers. And so we kept growing every single week. And you'll see in season two, it just keeps growing even more. Now, I this episode, I was very weepy. I remember the whole time. And then I was weepy watching it back. I, I was a little weepy watching it back as well. Because there's a couple scenes that feel a little real. <laughs> and this is, I think, goes to Ian's point about where they sometimes commentate on what's actually happening. And there <laughs> is a speech Will gives to the kids um, about sort of the journey we've had and how much Glee Club means to everyone. And years from now, you won't remember what songs you did. You won't remember each other's names. And it just made me reflect upon our group and how so far we've stood the test of that time thus far. But it is one of those things when you and I talk about this every week, we're like, do what songs did we do? And things do become a little blurry. And I was emotional watching Shu give us that speech because I don't think we, we were tired. It was 22 episodes. We didn't really know what was going on and you can't know how applicable that's going to be to our futures. And it totally was. That's right. What were we gearing up to do after this episode? Well, after it aired, we had already done tour. Okay. Right? Tour was wrapping up. So it was our first official hiatus because we started shooting the beginning of July. Right. So we only had a right. couple a couple weeks of doing nothing. Okay. I'm looking through my photos right now. Yeah. What do you see? I see photos of only you and me. <laughs> Sounds about right. Let me let me scroll back. We went to Monaco. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that we was went, this? this. We went to the TV and film festival in Monaco, which was a wild, wild trip of a vacation. Then we went to London to do press for Glee. Then we took a day trip to Paris, where you were very hungover and he slept on the tour bus. Then we went. Um, <laughs> Back and then I went back to New York and went home for a while. And I went to Brazil. That's right. And then we had um, all the Emmy press that we did when we got back. We did that event at the Music Box. We'll get into all of that. That's right. And then um, we went to the Emmys. And we started. We started shooting. I said July, beginning of July, but we actually started shooting the season beginning of August. So I think they delayed our start a little bit to give us that time and. Jenna, this episode aired on June eighth, two thousand ten. Those photos of us, <sighs> of the paparazzi photos of us on the beach of Monaco, were taken on this very day and came oh. out J- June tenth. <laughs> <laughs> so June eighth was the day Jenna and I became a famous celebrity couple. The most famous I'll ever be. Same. <laughs> yep. This on this day in two thousand ten, we peaked. <laughs> but we did it together. Us Weekly, we 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 did it. We we made ourselves, tagged ourselves as a couple. We were moving in together. It the story worked out. The story it really worked did. Out. Yeah, that's so, hilarious. It's also where I I went to Brazil during this hiatus. I passed out. Remember, oh. I got vertigo. Right. We went to Comic Con. We found out we were going <laughs> to yeah. be only juniors, and we had another year in school. 
it was pretty um, a wild, wild journey. Speaking of journey. Yeah. Speaking of journey, um, let's let's get into this episode. Um, the f- number one song was still OMG fe- featuring Will I Am by Usher. And the number one movie was still Shrek forever after, ever after, ever Which, after. Which, by the way, did you hear that there are negotiations to make a Shrek 5 and the original <laughs> cast is in? I've got to catch up on Yeah, Shrek, come on, Jenna. You have time. Shrek. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in this episode, we have... It was directed by Brad Falchuk, written, well, it says by Brad Falchuk, but as we know, all three of them. Yep. Um, Josh Groban is back. Groff is back. Adina is back. And Olivia we just Newton-John. have, yeah, we have everyone, Olivia Newton-John graced us with her presence one more time. <laughs> and we have some greatest hits. I mean, so much so it debuted at number one on Billboard. <laughs> 150,000 <laughs> albums sold. What? Take us through the songs, Jenna. Faithfully, any way you want it, love and touch and squeeze and don't stop believing. All by Journey, performed by the Nude Erections, mm-hmm. um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, one of my favorite Glee numbers ever. Um, to Sir with Love by Lulu, Over the Rainbow, uh, performed by Mr. Shoe and uh, Noah Parkerman. What's going on in this? Uh, give me an overview, overview, Kevin. Okay, so basically, what happens is it's regionals time, and Sue, of course, is up to no good. She gets herself on the judging panel, um, and New Directions and Will completely spiral and freak out because they know if Sue's one of the judges, there's no way New Directions are going to either place. Nor win, which is what they have to do for Figgins to allow them to keep the Glee Club happening and funded. So basically, it's what can we do and what does Glee Club mean to us even if we can't win? That's what's happening, you know? And there's a fun fact here. I know you what? said that this was the highest finale rating for any uh, series finale watched on TV at the time. In two, from two, 2009, 2010. Journey to Regionals was watched by 10.92 million American viewers. That's right. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. What's going on? Talk to me. Okay. So, Sue reveals she's a judge at Regionals because she's a celebrity, and it's a celebrity panel of judges, obviously. And Glee Club's like, wah, wah, wah. There's no way we can win. (laughs) So, Mr. Shu has a party to... He has all the kids over at his house, which seems suspicious yeah. uh, to decide what? the set list. But the kids are all crying and upset. Um, do you remember shooting this? Oh, I remember wait. shooting this very well. So, so clearly in my mind. So clearly. Number I did not one, realize this was season one. I was just. Oh, I remember this is season one. I remember being so happy that we got to sit on Mr. Shoe's couch all night. I also remember cr- having to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Um, it's not easy for me to cry. So like, you, you, I you really... told us, you warned us, you said, once you reveal you can do something, they're going to have you do it over and over again. And here we go. There it is. And, um, I just remember having to like stay in it the whole time. And it was a late night. It was like the last scene of the day. Um, but I remember, I remember Brad coming in. I don't remember what he said to us. But I do remember him kind of, I think, mirroring what was going on. Like we said with the writers mirroring what was going on. I feel like there was something emotional going on in this group. Do you remember shooting this? I do. We were telling ghost stories. (gasps) Because I think, if I remember correctly, this was a Friday night, which means this was really, really late. There was nobody else on Paramount shooting at this hour. It was probably midnight or 1 a.m., Paramount Studios um, shares a wall with a graveyard, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And so there are all these stories about those backstages being haunted. Naya was telling a story about when she worked on the lot as a child with Red Fox and saw him pass away on that set and was telling that story. And then we were looking up on our phones other stories about um, the ghosts and people's experiences. And so... 
nobody was around. The set was really, really dark. They had this mm-hmm. like fake rain going on outside. So it felt so spooky. And we were freaking <laughs> ourselves out so badly. And that's all I could think about when we were, when I was watching the scene, everyone's like crying and upset. And I do remember Brad coming in and I, he was always really good at this, at relating it to real life and having us imagine like if this was the last time we ever got to do this. Like that's right. Trying that's to get right. us in that moment of look at how far we've come, the friends we've made, all that we've achieved, and now it's coming to an end. And meanwhile, and, we're spooking each other. <laughs> yeah, we're just reading ghost stories. <laughs> Professional. Okay, that. thank you for that reminder. Yes. That's very good. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Let's talk about something we can all relate to, hair removal. Not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Between Nick's cuts and razor burn, the worst. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. Nair's new scents have turned my bathroom into a spa. My favorite is the soothing aloe and water lily body cream. It smells so good. Plus it's designed for lingering freshness so I smell and feel good for the rest of the day. And who doesn't love that? Nair's new shower and body creams are super easy to apply and work in as little as three minutes and my smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. You can use it on your legs, arms, underarms, even your bikini area, which is perfect with summer right around the corner. I just went on a trip to New York to visit my family and I used Nair before I left. I didn't even need to pack a razor because I knew my legs would be smooth the entire trip. So check out the new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. So smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Shu then goes to emma and asks for advice and she reminds him of like hey this is why you love Glee. Also, by the way, I'm dating someone. He's a dentist named mm. Carl, but we haven't slept together. Just FYI. Also, I don't remember Carl being mentioned this early. I I don't know why, but I do remember Carl being mentioned this early because I remember in my mind Stamos joining around the time Cord joined. Yes, and that's like my marker of like yeah. who who is joining. 
um, or the the time the timestamp. Um, and then Mr. Shu is driving in his beat up blue car. Yeah, pulls over at the side of the road, has a very emotional car journey, if you will, and he um, don't stop comes on the radio. He pulls over, bursts into tears, and is magically. <laughs> inspired for mm-hmm. his next <laughs> t- trick um, mm-hmm. to do a journey medley for regionals. Brilliant. You know, he had a great idea. He had a great idea. He did have a great idea. I honestly do think it's a good idea. I think I it's a great that. idea. He smashed it. That, we'll get to it. <laughs> so then, it's regionals. Woo-hoo. And they... Ian on the mic introducing all the judges, Sue Sylvester, Josh Groban, and Levi Newton-John, and local news reporter icon, Rod Rod Remington. Remington. I mean, he's just gold. (laughs) (laughs) Bill. Um, So, Oral Intensity performs, love that name, and they do a mashup of Levi Newton-John and Josh Groban. New Directions, of course, spirals, freaks out. Shu walks in and is like, hey, mm -mm, we're not doing this. Now, do you remember also filming this scene? Because I feel like Brad had, he had sectionals where we had that other huge backstage green room scene. And, yes, yes, of course. Uh, and this one, I remember we were all scared of because that other one took so long and this one was not that. We were scared that this was going to take that long. And like he had blocked it in a way, I think if I remember correctly, before we had even gotten there yes. to be more efficient than the time <laughs> before. We were learning, you know? And, yes. And that was one, um, that the green room where we shot that were was on Paramount and it was actually some of the Ryan Murphy TV offices. That's right. We used a lot of Paramount for this because the hospital that comes up later on yep. is also awesome. just random halls at Paramount. But that's where the writers hung out and their assistants and Ryan and Brad and Ian and all them. They had these like lofts basically. And these were the first version of the lofts that they had gotten and where their offices were. So they used that. And I do remember it being much more efficient and much faster. And I was because there's just so much to do in this episode. So So this is where we really get into it. So it's time for New Directions to perform. And the scene at the start of it, before we start going between Finn and Rachel and he walks over to her and says I love you really quickly I was like this whole episode I was just floored by Corey I know I also I have to say so I saw that movie Air the new Matt Damon Ben Affleck you did I'm so jealous I saw it and um I can't fight this feeling <laughs> comes on at some point. Did you and cry? Burst into tears. Yeah, you cried. It got me good. And then I went home and watched <laughs> this mm. and was like, okay, I'm having a full Corey in my emotions day. Oh. Yeah. But uh, he's so good. So good. And it's I know we were talking about this, but like, what pisses me off is like, <laughs> he was such a good actor. And I don't think we like necessarily told him that enough. Or like, yeah. Yeah. And like the things that we miss out on getting to see him do. Right. Because he's so good. Anyway, so his good. little thing of I love you right before. And they do Faithfully, which is such a good version of the song. Um, they sound excellent. Faithfully <laughs> is incredible. I love doing this on tour too. I like listening yes. to this on tour, honestly. I'm not sick like of this song. Fun. I'll listen to the no. Journey version. I'll listen to our version. <laughs> I think it's incredible. It, yeah, agreed. Um, and then we do... Love and touch and squeeze in any way you want it, which uh, when we were rehearsing for this, this was the number where we did the Carlton, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you caught that, you guys. We do the uh, Carlton. I, I yelled, Jenna's arms. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did when I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> The girls and their bumpets, the Carlton. Uh, the bumpets were a whole other thing. The costumes were very itchy because they were the gold, like that gold itchy material. Um, <clears throat> we were in them for so long and they smelled so bad. And those bumpets were a choice. A choice. If you're too young to remember the bumpet, the bumpet was a thing 
you'd put in your hair and to it, give then, it that volume, that height. And then hide it under underneath more of your hair. And so I don't know what they were thinking, putting us. We didn't really have a lot of say yet. None of the other competition we would at, will we ever look like that. Yeah, you'll see between this episode and season two, episode one. Glow up. <laughs> glow up. Everyone just looks a little different. Skirts are a little shorter. Makeup's a little heavier. Hair is a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was also uh, when I was on, I was sick per usual, and was on some medication that I had an allergic reaction to. And you my had... entire body and face broke hives. out in hives. That's right. And people were like, you look like you have horns growing out of your forehead. <laughs> it was so bad. That's right. And Telly had to take me to the ER. He oh. had to take me to Cedar sinai which was right up the block from where we were shooting. Were we shooting this number during yes. that? Oh, yeah. my God. And, That's right. and we had a full audience full of people. You saw like two levels of people. And yeah, just in the middle of the day, they had somehow they got me right. I was still in costume. I they took me right in. They gave me all the stuff. And we were at that theater for two days shooting. And even the next day, I kept breaking out in hives. So I, I was on all this medicine. I remember when we came back to shoot towards the end of the day, I was on so much Benadryl, but I had to stay awake. <laughs> and people were laughing at me because I was acting very Crazy. drunk. Basically. Crazy. Yeah. That was at the Saban Theater on Wilshire, yes. right? That's yeah. where we shot that. That's I would right. also like to point out if you, um, there's a shot during Faithfully when it's on Leah. If you pause it, it's the first shot I think of her like in profile as Finn looks at her. You can see the dummies in the audience. <gasps> and if you yes. keep pausing it, you see the dummies in every shot yes. of that audience. Yes. So yes, yes. it's usually on the edges. So if you look like two to three people in, or out of the edge of the aisle, you'll see all of these dummies. I'd have to take a screenshot of that. And I also saw Aaron Kruger and I saw Kelly for makeup. They're in the end of the first row, like our makeup department. So I also don't know if we were short on on, on people for the audience, but we had some of the crew in there as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. I remember laughing at doing Don't Stop with the key change. Um, <laughs> key change. Also, we did not record it like that. No. I haven't confirmed this, but when we get Adam Anders on here, maybe we'll ask him because I think they did that after the fact, which is why we all sound a little Alvin Chip and the Chipmunky. Chipmunky. Yes, that's right. I think <laughs> they played it and we were like, what is that? They needed the drama, the excitement. No, it had to be different than the original Don't Stop, of yeah, course. But we did not record it that way. And then after the performance, which, I mean, it was it was really fun to shoot, but I also remember it being like, it's just, those are those two days were like laborious. They're, they're yes. a lot, they're long, they are hard. Like, you just have to like show up when they ask you to show up, do your thing, perform a thousand times, go to rehearsal at night after we get out of hair and makeup, we go on the stage, rehearse again for the next day. Mm-hmm. Go home, sleep, wake up, come back and do it again. And they're like, please. I remember every director like Brad Beaker did a lot of these competition um, episodes in later seasons. And he'd just be like, just bear with me. We got this. Just we're, we're yeah. in this together and we're just going to do it. So because it can feel like you're not doing anything because it takes so long. So you feel like, like, what are we actually accomplishing? Yeah. And so you just have to like trust the process that they know what they're doing and they're shooting, you know, bit by bit. And your feet hurt so bad. Oh, yeah, so you bad. guys were in heels all day. My shoes are terrible. Um, okay, so then then we come off of performing. We're very happy with that. We we think we have a chance at winning. And Quinn's mom shows up. Yeah. And she says that she left her father and she wants her to come home. And Quinn... What I thought she was going to respond with was like, where were you, you know, to mm -hmm. like stand up for me. But her water breaks and she's going to have a baby. And then she we have one of the most insane, slash <laughs> brilliant performances ever. It's very Ryan Murphy. It's a very Ryan Murphy montage. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. <laughs> I watched that and I was like, jaw to the ground. Imagine watching that in your living room. <laughs> For the first time, not knowing what's coming. And you're watching that. Like, 
like the vocal adrenaline in that in the circle with John Groff in the middle, like being like birthed. a like a hua being birthed, mm-hmm. birthed. It's brilliant. It's so good. It's so good. And they, I have to say, I was watching this, and I think I texted you while I was watching the vocal adrenaline number because those dancers are doing it. Oh, it is so that good. combo is so intricate and and like you cannot do that unless you are a professional dancer. Like they were doing it. And I was like, oh my God, at least Zach and Brooke had to like show off their their dancing choreography skills because they show off their stand in a line skills yes, with us. So Exactly. Like Zach Woodley and Brooke Lipton are incredible. And it was also probably such a treat for them to get to work with professional dancers. <laughs> and <laughs> also us. Vocal adrenaline, like that number, they probably rehearsed for like a day and they learned yes. it that fast. And we rehearsed for like 20 days to do a stand in a, line, a straight line. So, yes. <sighs> absolutely. That's uh, they absolutely got that so quickly. There's no doubt. Also, seeing Haley, who's one of the dancers, and she went on tour <laughs> with us so young with Groff, basically that whole so number. Young. So young. And she uh, looks so good. They looked yeah. so good. It was so good. It was so good. Groff does incredible. Like Brit- he. He's also, I think, I think that was the best lip sync performance of anybody out of that first season. He is so perfectly on. The spit is flying out of his mouth. Always. A Groff trademark. Yep. Staple. And I think, mm-hmm. think it's like perfect. Him sitting down at the piano and doing everything. His lip sync is always meticulous. Yep. Yep. I also don't think I read this in the script. <sighs> I mean, I don't think I was reading the full script, to be completely honest, by this point. <laughs> I think I was reading, like, you're, like, searching for <laughs> um, stuff. But I, when this, I remember watching this at lunch with everybody and being like, what? I don't remember this either. I don't know if it was written this way. I don't think it was. I think this was probably a concept that Zach and Ryan came up with, like, separately. But I was very impressed um, and did not remember that. I can't say like Diana matching the parts of Bohemian Rhapsody with what she's saying and having Amber and I thought Mark in there was doing a great job of being shocked and disgusted at the same time. And so what an insane, insane thing. And so she has her baby. Bohemian Rhapsody is performed and is executed to perfection Mm -hmm. per usual. Best part. And... Rachel didn't go to the hospital. She watches vocal adrenaline Mm -hmm. and runs into Shelby and is like, hey, you should come teach um, Argly Club New Directions with Shu. And she's like, no, I can't do this anymore. I need a family. And she says, well, Quinn just had a beautiful baby girl. And guess who shows up at the hospital? Shelby. (laughs) And they're in the little nursery, which doesn't really exist. <laughs> I don't know why in the hospital you see these nurseries. <laughs> no, I've been there. They they used to have these. Okay. Because Whatever when my sister say. had her baby 23 years ago, oh my God, it, it was like that. There was a window and you could, mm-hmm. I would go up to it and you could see all the babies. Oh. <laughs> no, these days after COVID, they leave the baby in the room with you unless <gasps> really? you request. Oh yeah. So you literally, you go to, they like, gurney you with the baby in your arms and then they have a little like moving uh bassinet for the baby it's clear in the room with like a little drawer mm. of like their diapers and stuff and that's yeah. it and they leave you to it uh, you wow. can request like can you take the baby away but i'm like i'm not requesting that like right um but that changed during covid anyway i've never seen sense. the that that um glass wall but and so <laughs> shelby um Ends up talking to Quinn and Puck at that little window, staring at it, at mm-hmm. the baby. Mm-hmm. And Puck says the baby's name is Beth. And Shelby then adopts her and mm-hmm. names her Beth. No, so cute. Meanwhile, the judges are deliberating. Oh, my goodness. And shit's out of control. <laughs> and Olivia Newton-John is saying the wildest, wildest, thing. wildest stuff to Sue. And Sue, you know, started off being mean about new directions being like well i know i feel very i don't care who comes in first second or third but i know who's coming in last right um after hearing how horribly olivia newton john 
is talking about them, which is a reflection upon Sue, because then they all turn on Sue being like, you're not a celebrity. What are you doing here? You're living in Ohio. You're going to stay here. We're going to leave yeah. you and fly going first to class LA. to L.A. And I, I do have to say them playing elevated versions of themselves. Are, it's very funny. I love that kind of stuff. Very, very funny. I'm a sucker for that. Well, if you're cool enough to like do that, then like you're a cool person is yeah. what I think. <laughs> That's true. And uh, it comes down to where Sue actually starts defending the new directions and it's sweet. And you're like, oh, how's this going to go? Mm-hmm. But what happens, Jenna? We end up losing. We still don't know who, where, how the judges actually voted individually, but we do know as a majority Vocal adrenaline wins, and we didn't even place. No, we didn't Pathetic. even place. Pathetic, and that's and for us, we think at that point stakes are really high. That's the end of League Club. That's it. Yeah, We're never going to see us. each other again. Yeah, goodbye. Guess who's not having it? Emma. Emma. Emma's She's... in there going at it like WWE style with <laughs> Figgins screaming. And Always then fun. Always fun. Will and Emma have this moment in the hallway right after, and she's like, you can't just give up. Like, you have to fight for Glee Club. And he's like, you're not just talking about Glee Club, are you? And then he kisses her in the hallway during the school day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What, like, <laughs> I don't and know. then Rachel walks up, has no reaction <laughs> to it. <laughs> and it's like, Mr. Shu, we'd like to see we you in the, in the auditorium. auditorium. <laughs> You know, unfazed. Honestly, I have to say as a teenager in high school, like pretty unfazed. Like maybe that would have been drama, but who knows? Maybe not. So we get to the auditorium and Mr. Shoe comes and we're all sitting there and we dedicate the performance to Mr. Shoe. And we all go around and we talk about how he's affected and, and how he's impacted our lives. And, um, I remember shooting this and I remember Brad saying, it's okay to cry. That's all mm-hmm. I remember him saying is like, bring on the tears, basically. So and I was like, oh, here's another reflection <laughs> of my failures and inabilities as an actor. Everyone's going to be crying except me. Here's the interesting thing, though. We were all crying that I think it would be more interesting to see somebody not cry. That's right. That's why I did it. You know, it was an intentional <laughs> choice. And we performed this numbers. Did Very you know nice. this song, To Serve With Love? No, I did not. Did I did you? not either. And I remember I couldn't remember any of it while we were shooting it. I was having <laughs> such a hard time remembering the backgrounds. Well, the background vocals were very complicated on this one because it was a, kind of like a, a canon or a round where Leah was singing the the main mm-hmm. chorus and then we were kind of echoing it. And it, the timing was all off. And I don't, you know, we learned those things. Like Tim Davis comes 10 minutes before we start shooting and says, yeah. okay, this is how it goes. And we're like... Okay. <laughs> and it's like when you're doing a full like dance number, you can swing your arms or hair in front of your face to block <laughs> from the, you don't when you're just sitting there and it's tears and emotional like dream a little dream, there's nothing you can do. You're naked. Or like uh true colors. You you're just naked. have to know the actual words. Which sucks. <laughs> But I did get teary-eyed. I did get teary-eyed watching it. And um, so does Mr. Schuster, and he's very appreciative. And then we see Sue in the background crying, or tears in her eyes, not crying. Let me just rewind. <laughs> She's slightly crying. Sue then meets Sue in the choir room, and I want to talk about this scene because <laughs> I do not have any recollection of this line. She comes in, like, this room is as barren as me. <laughs> just, like, really quickly. Just says it, throws it away, and moves on. She has and, a lot of really good lines in this scene. Yeah. I, it was crazy. It, I mean, basically what happens after saying insane things to him. Like, you're a good teacher, Will. Now, I don't like you so much, but I admire you and you work and the work you, you're doing with your kids. And she's uh. basically like, I don't want to lose you as an enemy. Right. I want to ridicule your hair. I want to make fun of you for tearing up more than Michael Landon in a sweeps week's episode of Little House on the Prairie. And Sue Sylvester doesn't want to live in that kind of world. So 
Also, fun fact, Mr. Shu is packing up the choir room when she walks in and that that wiener dog porcelain thing he's holding is actually from his choir room and his it was his teachers, um, his music teachers. Um, and and while Sue is giving Will backhanded compliments, she it is revealed that she actually did vote for New Directions to win. And she um, went to Figgins and is like, give them another year. I'm going to continue to blackmail you. And that's it. And so we get another year. <laughs> that's how season two happens. And Will gives us a number of his own with Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And Maddie, Maddie performs that. That was um like something that he had performed before and he plays the ukulele. So he... I guess they wrote that in. Um, yeah. But it's very sweet. And, yeah, it's a great number. Yeah, really nice. And I that is pretty much the yeah. end of season one. That's so it. The New Directions will be back. You get another year. Sue being nice for a brief moment because she needs, she's just competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And somewhere deep down there, she has a heart. Somewhere deep down, she does have a heart. Jane has said that. And yeah. of course... And of course, we're gonna get another year of New Directions. Who's who are we kidding? New Directions got to stick around because Fox picked us up for another season. <laughs> That's right. And um, that is season one, folks. Wow! Can you believe it? I love this episode. I loved it so much that I kept going and started to watch season two immediately <laughs> after. I didn't, but I did love this episode a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, it was a very well done episode. If you watch season one straight into season two, it's a bit jarring, I think, because, <laughs> like we said, we do look a little different. We look Some a little Some of us different. more than others. We we definitely, and season two, the start of season two, I always say these episodes, the kickoff episodes, have like a lot of exposition again, and I don't know, I just, they never fully meet the expectation mm. of like a season premiere for me. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it because it's pretty crazy. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Let's talk about something we can all relate to, hair removal. Not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Between Nick's cuts and razor burn, the worst. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell Amazing. Literally the best thing ever. Nair's new scents have turned my bathroom into a spa. My favorite is the soothing aloe and water lily body cream. It smells so good. Plus, it's designed for lingering freshness, so I smell and feel good for the rest of the day. And who doesn't love that? Nair's new shower and body creams are super easy to apply and work in as little as three minutes, and my smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. You can use it on your legs, arms, underarms, even your bikini area, which is perfect with summer right around the corner. I just went on a trip to New York to visit my family and I used Nair before I left. I didn't even need to pack a razor because I knew my legs would be smooth the entire trip. So check out the new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. So smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Tardy takes, Jenna. Let's do it. The last one of the season. I say this like we're not going to be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Cringe moments, a.k.a. Ouchies. I would say Will and Emma kissing in the hallway. Yeah. I'm, seems inappropriate. I'm with that one. I'm with you. Also, uh, I, Olivia Newton-John says some crazy, crazy things in that <laughs> judging room. But also, it's I sort of like she it. can do whatever she wants. That's right. I agree. That's why I didn't pick that. Because uh, whatever. Worst dance move? Um, Jenna's arms in, Carl- in the Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to point out best dance move. I mean, the vocal adrenaline, the the girls flying through the air. Right. Um, The birth of John Groff through <laughs> the arms. Yeah, let's just say Bohemian Rhapsody is the best dance move <laughs> yes, ever. Yes, the whole thing. Ever, um, ever. Best song? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I want to say Faithfully. (laughs) I know. I say it's a tie between Faithfully and Bohemian Rhapsody. Fair enough. We can pick one and one and call it a draw. Okay, great. Great. Best performance by a prop. I think the baby. (laughs) I was going to say that too. Does the baby count? (laughs) That beautiful newborn? Yes. You want to know something so disturbing? What? That baby's a teen now. No. We need to find that baby. I was watching it and Marco turned to me and said that baby's a teenager and no. I had to pause it and catch my breath. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. That baby is 13 years old. Uh-huh. God. I hate that for us. I do. I hate that. For I us. hate that. Okay. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, You're welcome. Anytime. Um, favorite lines of this episode. Okay. Well, this one's like kind of cringy, but also, um, really, the delivery is excellent. Um, Jane, Jane, and Will. Will says I should shake her hand, and and Sue says not unless you got some hand sanitizer. I've seen that car you drive. I don't want to catch poor. <laughs> I said, oh boy. <laughs> she says poor. I don't want to catch poor. I think my favorite line was Diana screaming, shut up, shut up, during (laughs) the birthing. It's so good. So good. Okay. And and tell me me what you found. Jenna, should we find on TikTok? It is a Chicago drag queen by the name of Annie Andrews. If you go on TikTok... Um, her TikTok is it's Annie Andrews, and she does the full Quinn. She does it's a man's world. Oh with my god! The pregnancy belly, and she does the Bohemian Rhapsody birth scene. And it's not her playing Bohemian Rhapsody; they're playing the actual episode version of it. So she's <laughs> doing all the lines <laughs> that Diana does, and it is incredible. <laughs> so I mean if you are in Chicago go check out Annie Andrews because this 
You know, if you're watching this season of drag, this past season of Drag Race, Lucy Laduca got some flack for not having a pregnancy belly in when she did her Beyonce look. And let me tell you, Annie Andrews had the pregnancy belly in. She absolutely does have the pregnancy belly in. And she is giving. Okay. (laughs) Wow. It's so good. Drag queens doing glee. I mean, it's nothing better. She says Quinn deserved better. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Very good. Very very good. So good. Thank you, Annie Andrews. Yes. And we did it. That is season one, you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. That was really fun. And like Ian said, it's murderer's row (laughs) this season. I love that. And I can't wait to recap season two with y'all. I mean, we're just getting started, Jenna. Oh, my gosh. We're just getting started. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us this long. We're so excited to be doing this. So happy to be like reading all of um, your feedback. Keep tagging us in these TikToks. And we'll see you next season, <laughs> next week. That's what you really missed. That's what you really missed. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. And follow us on Instagram at And That's What You Really Miss Pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.